0: much for tuning into your new favorite podcast The local woman my name is sierra and i am the host of the show and today i am joined on the show by miss joelle konzi joelle welcome to the show
1: hi thank you for having me
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Um, I'm super excited to be able to interview Joelle because I love being able to have like organic and natural connections to people and especially uh, women who have businesses. And I actually met Joelle through a friend of mine, Victoria. And so we were able to connect. And today I also get to have the pleasure of promoting her business, Escape RV Rental. So Joelle, tell us a little bit about um, how you began the business?
1: So we started the business in October of 2020. Um, we wanted, we had a small travel trailer, and we wanted to buy a motorhome, and uh, we we had a, a loan on the travel trailer. And of course, when we'd go to trade it in at like a dealership, they didn't want to give you, you know, what we thought it was worth. Um, so I had started oh, looking okay. into renting it out to pay for to help it pay for itself, and then so we bought the c-class um and i we started renting it out as well to help pay for its payment because basically you know you basically just get to use it for free if you're you know
0: and when you say c-class needs. you are referring to like in a type of rv correct
1: yeah great right. yep.
0: perfect oh i didn't mean to interrupt you i just wanted to clarify no, about just, that first for yeah
1: reasons. so a c-class is a motor it's a drivable unit it kind of looks um like a u-haul so if you if you've seen the ones where it has the um up above like the the nose up above the driving area that's a mm-hmm. C class RV. Yep,
0: um, and so, so if- yeah
1: we. Sorry, go right ahead. <laughs> so yeah, we started renting the C class out, um, and then we immediately went and bought another C class. Because if you if you get two loans back to back, a lot of times the banks don't know it and they'll approve you for multiple loans at <laughs> one time. So that's a trick if you ever want to buy multiple. And so we bought another one back to back, and it just kind of snowballed at, from there. Um, we take consignment units, so our fleet we have a fleet of twenty two right now. Um, only five of them are our units, and the rest are consignment units.
0: And would you explain what that means as far as a consignment unit?
1: Yeah, so a consignment unit belongs to someone else. Um, We call them our owners. So they um, they have an RV and they maybe don't use it all the time. If it sits, you know, for months at a time, um, they give it to us and we rent it out for them to our customers. And then we split the profits with them. So it's a good way for you to make money or at least at the very least it pays for itself um and then you don't really have to do any of that up from work like we were doing before of like interacting with the customer and cleaning and upkeep maintenance stuff like that
0: absolutely and so that was a way for you all to grow your fleet uh but uh also be able to kind of still maintain control over your business in a way because you all are still the point of contact for all your customers. You're still the one scheduling delivery and doing things of that. nature.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a win-win because it's true passive income for them. And then I don't have to make these huge investments um, of buying an RV because they're, they've gotten very expensive over the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, and it is hard to get a loan if you haven't been in business for two years, but you don't have two years worth of business tax returns. It can be really difficult to get any, any kind of real business funding. Absolutely. And uh, an
0: interesting thing also is that you mentioned that you started this business during the pandemic. And of course, many people were losing businesses and they weren't able to maintain their businesses because of the pandemic. Uh, Tell me why you believe that this business was able to become and maintain its success even throughout this pandemic landscape that we've been a part of.
1: Yeah. So really at first, because people were didn't want to fly and stuff like that i think we got a lot of business that way um, and then we kind of stumbled into the whole the the Disney side of it. Um so we do a lot of business with Disney. Um and even through the pandemic, you know, we're in Florida, so <laughs> you know, COVID was never real here. But yeah. Um, no. So you know, I'm in Georgia, definitely. so it's the same, right? It's
0: yeah, just exactly. like wear well,
1: a mask. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. So Disney opened up rather quickly. Um, I think by like June or July of 2020. So people are really eager to come to Florida, you know, come on vacation. So we have, you know, we got really busy because of that. Um, I think just overall camping has gone up. I think um, our generation camps um, a lot more maybe than, you know, the families of our our parents. Um, And then elderly people camp a lot too. So that kind of played into it. Um, You know, I think that I don't know if we ever I never anticipated the business uh, becoming this big this quickly so it was really just more of like a side hustle like hey like let's pay off our student loans let's pay you know be able to have a nicer RV and not have this huge you know monthly payment so it really it's definitely grown into something we didn't expect. Absolutely.
0: But that's incredible because you took uh, something that was meaningful to you, but you were able to also make that into a business, which, of course, leads me to my next question. Uh, tell me about some of your first camping memories. My assumption is that if you have a business that is uh, focused on getting people outside, taking them mm-hmm. camping, that you likely have some of those memories of your own. What are some of those memories that, um, that kind of led you towards this
1: business? Yeah, so I grew up. Uh, my parents had a camper for a couple of years growing up, and we would camp. I'm from Pennsylvania, so uh, yeah. usually would go up to like Lake Erie or up into the Pennsylvania mountains and go camping. Um, those are probably some of my first memories. I was also a Girl Scout, so I, I like camping know, yeah. with the Girl Scouts. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely grew up and kind of doing stuff like that.
0: Absolutely, and I know that you own this business with your husband, so it is a family business. Um, uh, what is your, what has been your family's response to you starting this business?
1: Um, I think our family were they were kind of confused, I would say, (laughs) because you know, Michael and I both have good jobs. Sure, that was that was one of the reasons we really we could start the business is because I have a good income. You know, I, I. I had an income enough to, you know, to do a side hustle basically sure. you know, to fund to fund the business. So I think they were confused. Um, they still might be confused. <laughs> I think that they think it's cool, though. I think they definitely have been. Um, they, they they've been open to it, you know. I don't. I think they all kind of started recently realizing like how serious we are about it too now, and and how how we've grown. So I think they're surprised.
0: Well, I'd love to know also, um, how do you feel your business has evolved at this point? So you've uh, got your family support. Again, you are doing this with your husband. But how do you feel like the, the business has evolved? Because you, of course, have mentioned that you've got a good job. This isn't necessarily something uh, that you all needed uh, to have a good life. So what has the evolution of the
1: business been like for So I think, you know, like I, I've climbed the corporate ladder, you know, I've worked for a bunch of different big companies and at the end of the day, I never, you know, I wasn't happy. It didn't matter what number I got, you know, it didn't matter my yearly salary. (laughs) Clearly I kind of dawned on me. I'm like, this doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't ever matter how much money you make. If it's not making you happy, um, if you just don't feel filled by it. i realized all right this isn't just a side hustle i do want to make this like a real thing i want to quit my job at some point hopefully soon um and do it full time so it's it's definitely evolved in you know a way of just being like kind of a small little thing into more of you know this could support us for sure um you know like i said the whole the disney side of it so the our business is one of our mottos or sayings is um escape to the real florida yes. so i didn't so and it's kind of funny because now we deliver to Disney and like <laughs> you know, all this business with the this real Florida. It's Florida. Yeah, it is, is, it's Florida. Like, yeah it, it is. But you know that we were kind of like our thing was like we wanted to get people away from like the tourist, the tourist sure. traps. Right? There's so many like hidden gems here, just like beautiful springs and, and beautiful beaches to go camp at. Um, but when we re and I had never even camped at Disney, I didn't even know this place existed. This is, I was just about to say, I didn't know
0: you could camp at Disney. Like, even when you mentioned it earlier, I wanted to get into that a little more to find out what that's like. So
1: they have a campground, it's called Fort Wilderness and it has 800 campsites on it and it's on the 17th Lagoon. So, um, like you can watch the magic kingdom fireworks from the campground. They have a beach. You can take the boat to the parks. Um, There's just all kinds of really cool uh, incentives to stay here. It's like a real resort. They have really nice pools and pool slides and all kinds of stuff going on. Um, So when we started getting uh, inquiries to deliver here. And then we started delivering here. I kind of realized, okay, there's a lot of money down there. Because I didn't want to, I didn't even really want to have travel trailers. Well, I really wanted to just stay on the motorhome side of it. Sure. Um, but then when we realized, you know, the money, the, the Disney money is just too big to pass up. So My whole thing is Disney's never
0: going to stop making their money. Exactly. You certainly shouldn't either. Yeah. Um, and if they, I, I think it's very interesting though to find out that they do offer, offer these opportunities for collaboration Mm -hmm. with business owners i'm not really sure if um like where i have started a similar business i'm not sure if i would have thought of disney initially but that's of course turned out to be one of your larger uh, opportunities and i believe you've also done the daytona 500
1: yeah so after So after like COVID stuff really started to loosen up, we started getting a lot of Daytona, um, inquiries as well. Really mostly this year, I would say we got a ton. Um, but like we had last year, we delivered for a race team. So, and they use us every year now. So we've been, um, delivering for Riley Motorsports. They are part of the, um, the Rolex 24 and then for the Daytona 500, we delivered for a bunch of people. So we're actually thinking about trying to open up a satellite office kind of up that way and just leaving some, cause we're about an hour from Daytona. Um, sure. So it's a little bit of a drive. And now that gas is like $4 a gallon, it might just make sense. Yeah. To start parking some up there. So yeah, we're, we might try to start um, a satellite office up there and, and have some trailers up there for those different events. So Daytona 500, there's a ton of festivals. Um, we actually have like 12 trailers down at the Okeechobee music festival right now wow. we just got deli- done delivering them all this week um and then we start pick them all up tomorrow so that'll <laughs> be fun um and that's about two hours and that was all for uh the employees there and then for red bull north america so we got um some stuff going on with them we just signed contracts with ucf um which awesome. is yeah as a preferred vendor and we're in their system um, We've got some huge reservations where their engineering students are going to be staying on NASA property um, over at Cape Canaveral. And they're renting almost like for 90 days total. So wow. just like huge, huge reservations um, yes. for us. So yeah, it, it's been going really well. So I, that, you know, the evolution you're talking about, it really is, it went from, you know, get, getting into like the, and I've, I've realized this, getting into more of the business side the commercial side is really where the money is too because businesses will just pay whatever
0: <laughs> absolutely well you when
1: know,
0: well, it's the contracts too that you're talking about yeah. those are you've got these long-term relationships that you're building and um that's really what's kind of going to be the longevity of your business
1: mm-hmm. Yep.
0: and i'd love to know more though if someone's listening and they're like well i'm I want to camping. I want to check this out. Um, how does someone go about uh, renting uh, renting from your company?
1: Yeah, so you can go on our website, escapervrental.com, and you can actually book directly on our website. So you can go through, um, if you go to the book now tab, you can see all of the RVs that we have available. Um, it has a little calendar on there mm-hmm. you put in your you put your dates in. So it'll show you what's available for those specific dates. If you have specific dates that you need, um, you would have to know, you know, do, are you looking for a drivable unit? Do you want a travel trailer where you just want it delivered? If you're saying, I'm just going to Disney, I'll have it delivered to Disney. So um, you would go on there and you can actually complete the booking from there. It's kind of like checking out on like Airbnb, So something. It's mm-hmm. very similar to that. Um and then you know, if you're renting a motorhome or you're hauling the trailer, it's a little more complicated because you know we have to go through some some other additional like driver verification and just make sure your your driver's license is in good standing. And then you we go through like a whole training and whatnot because it is it is complicated um, driving a, an RV. It's not hard, you know. I, I don't mean that to scare anybody, but it's just complicated, you know. Pete, and you're gonna have a thousand questions, so. Um, but yeah, it, it's honestly a very easy process. The unit is insured. Um, we have a million, do- million dollar liability insurance policy. So if you were to wreck the RV or burn it down or whatever, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's, it's fully insured. It's fully insured. Yeah. And things happen, you know. Sure. Car accidents aren't even your fault. So it's. Absolutely.
0: Well, why should a renter uh, choose an RV over maybe getting a hotel for one of their upcoming family vacations? Summer's here. People are booking now. Um, and uh, they should check you all out, of course, for booking. Why would you say that an RV is a better way to go than a hotel or an Airbnb?
1: Um, so we, one of the... The reasons we had originally bought our travel trailer is because we have a dog, we have a pit bull, and so a lot of places mm-hmm. will not let you stay there with a the pit bull. So, or you know, just even having a dog, sometimes they want to charge you like astronomical rates to have Absolutely. a dog in a hotel room. So, if you have a pet, it's a really good option because you just have way more flexibility. Um, kids, you know, with a motorhome or a travel trailer, you're just going to load everything in once and you <laughs> all load it once. There's not like in back and forth into hotel rooms. So, that's something that I personally really like. Like um, you get a lot more options of where you want to stay. You know, there's so many state parks everywhere. They're really not expensive. A lot of times it only costs like $30 a night to stay in a state park. So hey, your know, your yeah, your views are you, your view, the opportunity of the view that you want, um, you know, are endless. And so I think that, you know, those were like our my big things of why I like you taking a camper over just staying in a hotel room just some of those flexibilities and then of course if you're in a motorhome and you have to go to the bathroom you have to pull over you know but if you're and passenger or if you want to cook some food or if you just want to like take a nap so it makes traveling a little easier it
0: does to be honest as soon as you said the pets part that's something i never even considered but I'm a pet owner. I mean, I love to take mm-hmm. my dog everywhere. Um, and I typically do not like hotels that allow pets though, because mm-hmm. I feel like they never really clean up as much as I would like for them to clean up after each pet, each you know, mm-hmm. each owner uh, pet situation is different. Uh, so I love the idea that you brought that up because as a pet owner, that immediately got me. I mean, you mentioned three other really great reasons as well, if you have kids, uh, but for me, it was the pet. So I think that that's a wonderful thing to bring up is it really allows you to live your life uh more authentically when you're traveling i believe uh because uh for me a uh, traveler can also also be just very stressful and i feel like this would give you time to just like if i need to just pull over and decompress i can so i yeah. think that, that might be another thing about it as well so something to consider well we've talked a little bit about who your customers are we've talked about um how you all grew the business uh but as we're going into the summer now what's the period of time in which you would tell people to go ahead and start looking at the website if they want to book
1: um i would say you know any holiday anything around a holiday is gonna get booked first um summer in general gets booked pretty quickly um So I always tell people, I would try to book at least two months out to guarantee kind of the dates or the unit that you want to book. After you get into that eight week timeframe, it's definitely hit or miss. Um, I get so many people that call me the, you know, a couple days before, a week before like spring break, stuff like that. And, you know, everyone is everywhere is fully booked at that point. You definitely cannot wait like one or two weeks before Um, spring break is one of the busiest times for us summer holiday really to anytime kids are out of school um, sure. I would I would book w- way early <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I uh, thank you for that advice and if you all are listening and you are looking to book for the summer that that means like the moment that you turn off this podcast you need to go and uh, schedule your upcoming vacation. And lastly, one thing I always really like to discuss with uh, the individuals I have on the show, is just your work-life balance. You talked about how you have a full-time job that you still work Mm -hmm. now, but you are also running a business. Uh, Can you talk to me more about that experience for you and how you still find time for yourself and for your family Mm -hmm. throughout this process?
1: Well, it's definitely been a challenge. It's not easy. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot, you know, we, we grew really fast. Um, so having, you know, I have part-time employees, I have two part-time drivers, a part-time cleaning lady, and then a part-time customer service person. So, between the four of those people, they make it a lot easier um, on me because I, at first we were trying to clean every camper after work and we were trying like, you know, and it was just too hard. It, we just couldn't do it. Even with a few, it just, it wasn't doable. So having people um, that I trust working for me is huge. Um, you know, every time we run into a problem you know you have to create a process to fix that problem so that you know you're not dealing with issues all the time because as a business owner everyone's going to come to you the customers going to come to you the people that work for you are going to come to you you know you have to have all the answers so every time you run into a problem you have to create a process that fixes the problem so that helped that has helped me get my time back as doing that um and, you know, just being super organized, I have like, you know, multiple organizers now, I have to <laughs> stuff like that, you know, you just have to have all your information in one easy area. Um, and then I think for me, like where I, I had to, I had to be okay with paying people too. I think that was a big one, well, you know, when you start your business, you really have to be okay with paying other people to, to run it because you just can't do everything. And your
0: time is more valuable at this time, um, as well. Uh, that's something that a, a very intelligent business owner that I know kind of talked about, and I never even considered what my time was worth. He was like, he, he would ask me, how much is this conversation that we're about to have worth? Like, are you sure that now is the right time for us to have the conversation? If you consider that this might take away from something else we're doing during the day, what is my time worth? And it's something i try to consider now. And honestly, it's still something I'm really learning to, uh, to properly, like to put up boundaries, shall you say, Mm -hmm. in that way, Mm -hmm. is to really just like address like, is this something that I need to be dealing with or is this something that can be delegated to someone that I trust? Yeah. And um, I think you bring up a huge point when you say I had to be comfortable with paying people. One thing that I run into a lot with business owners is in the beginning, because they're trying to make money, they're trying to save money by not, you know, by doing it all themselves. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it sounds like what you're saying and what I believe a lot of people notice before they're ready to make that transition is that you're you're wasting money because you're wasting your time. And um, you could be recouping or really making additional funds by paying those people and, you know, going on about your day, you've got other things you can do. So I, I love that you brought that up. I think that's incredibly good advice for business owners to hear if they're listening to this episode, which I know they are. <laughs> yeah, but
1: definitely. You have to find, you know, figure out what you like doing the least in your business, and mm-hmm. then pay people to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can you can do the thing. You know, I it, what I you know I try to grow the business. I like, um, you know, I build a lot of relationships with you know, these different companies like with UCF and Red Bull and and a lot of different travel agents, because a lot of people use travel agents when they go to Disney. So that's kind of what I'm good, good at. And I've recognized that. So you have to recognize, you know, what you're good at in your business and, and what you're not so good at and find find other people to do what you don't want to do.
0: Absolutely. That is fantastic advice. Um, Joelle, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I ask everyone uh before we end the show, is there anything that you feel like you want to say about your business to, you know, share a little bit more about it? Is there something you feel like we've missed that is just important for our listeners to hear? Can you share that with us at this time if you think of
1: anything. Um Well, you know, if anybody is listening and they want to rent an RV or rent a travel trailer or just have questions about it, feel free to call, um, you know, call us anytime, email us. You can even text our number, we'll text back. Um, It it is super fun, it's really easy. Um, There's tons of places here that we can recommend for you to go as well. Um, If you own a camper that you do not use, and you want to send down to Florida I have campers from all over the U.S. from Michigan from Texas um, so if you bought one and you're upside down on it and you can't get rid of it you can send it down here make some money with it um, and it's also a good way to make passive income um, if you're a person that I get a lot of people that even just only come to Disney to go camping where they've consign their campers with us so if that's something that you do you go to Disney every year it's a really uh it's a way to really just come here for free too so if that's something you're interested in you can call us and we'll we we'll, I can give you more details about it
0: well um i feel like we have to start the show over because now we're talking about opportunities that you're creating for <laughs> other business owners which i love that you bring that up because there is um the evolution of your business has also brought about again, the consignment opportunities that you talked about at the beginning, but I love that you really took the time to kind of lay that out and what that means uh, for people who, again, if you're upside down in that RV, Mm -hmm. which so many people are, Mm -hmm. um, that's probably one of the biggest things that you hear about not buying an RV is because you're going to, you know, you never are able to kind of pay for it. It's something that gets a lot of people Mm -hmm. in the debt. Well, this is an opportunity that you all have created here for those people. And again, it sounds like there's also a lot uh, that comes about um, as far as being able to go on a vacation as or being able to just enjoy the area. you got a straight connection to Florida if you join up with them. So you all um, definitely be sure to reach out. Um, you've mentioned your uh, Instagram and Facebook, but I'll give you an opportunity to say that one more time because I don't want people to forget.
1: Yeah, if you, you can find us on Facebook at Escape RV Rental um, and then the same with our Instagram. I think it's escape like underscore... RV underscore rental. uh, And I'll share that,
0: uh, of course, when you all, when we do that. So it's a perfectly fine. I'll make sure to leave those things so they will not miss those links uh, either way, I promise. (laughs) Of course. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I genuinely appreciate it. I obviously need to go check this out, both from a business standpoint and also from a vacation standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I've got lots of research to do on this episode. And uh, I just appreciate you joining me and uh, sharing your progress and your work as a businesswoman. Um, I love for our listeners to be encouraged by. And I think this was a fantastic show. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Of course. And I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.